0: Hello, and welcome to Upward Way. I am your host, Marlon Walters. My guest today is Zawari Omari, a product owner in charge of delivery network automation team at Rakuten. Zawari, welcome
1: to our show. Thank you so much. I'm glad and grateful to be on this show.
0: How are you feeling this morning?
1: I'm good, and I can't stress enough how good God has been to me and to every believer out there, I'm blessed.
0: That's wonderful you share with our audience a little about your background and how you came to be a Christian?
1: Uh, to me, it has not been a surprise. Uh, having been born and brought up in a Christian family, even though we, we had challenges, so not all of us are committed Christians. But uh, I thank God because I was born and raised in that family. And that's, that makes me who I am today. And in this walk of faith, I believe that uh, many people have contributed to my growth and it has kept me going up to this day. And I'm so grateful that God made it possible for me to be a Christian because I have uh, a solace and I have some hope of a supernatural being who is God.
0: That is wonderful. So you were brought in with a Christian home. Uh, So who were maybe those persons who were instrumental in terms of shaping your faith? Because we could assume that being born in a Christian home, it's automatic. But who were those influential figures?
1: Uh, In my early ages, it happened that my teachers at school, in my uh, elementary school, happened to be the same teachers in our church. So this really forced a good discipline in my life because I knew I had the same people who are teaching me in class, in school, are the same people who are teaching me in in the church. And also, I thank God for my siblings. I I have lived in a single-parented family, but my siblings, especially my elder brother, who is called Douglas and my elder sister, who is called Vena, have done much in you know, forcing, enforcing this. And this has kept me up to this time as a Christian. And having participated in the in the adventurers and pathfinder groups in my early stages in the Adventist church, I think this was a good uh, place to be as a child.
0: I noticed you mentioned that your siblings were good role models. How important is that to have good role models, especially from immediate family? How is important? How important is that uh,
1: from your perspective? Very, very important. It is so obvious and natural that uh, a young person will look up to an elder person and would imitate them. If this older person is leading them into a way that will lead, uh, will lead them to a better life or will lead them to a disciplined life, then it is really important that we have such. But if we, on the contrary, have uh, elder siblings who are not committed Christians or who will not show the way to the younger ones, we will ultimately know the end that it won't be good for these uh, younger ones. And it is very important that we have elder siblings who are leading younger siblings in the right way.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I will get back to a little more about your background in a little while. You are now, I would consider a mature Christian. And, you know, people invest time, they invest energy into developing their career, their bodies, their relationships, but oftentimes they neglect their spiritual dimensions. How do you uh,
1: actively pursue spiritual growth. Well, uh, it takes discipline. And one writer says that there is no virtue in ignorance, and knowledge will not only lead one to to be a dwarf in Christian growth. If a person will seek knowledge from principle, and having the right objective before them, and feeling the obligation to God to use uh, faculties uh, to do good and others and promote His glory. Knowledge will aid one to accomplish the end. And to this, I mean, uh, it starts from somebody. It needs a lot of discipline. It needs a lot of self-awareness that I have a God to serve and I have a life to sustain through the work that I'm doing. It is so often, uh, more often than not, that people engage themselves in career work and, they, and they, the passion that they have for the things that they are doing overwhelms them and it, it consumes their lives and they forget that they neglect the duty of being a christian the duty of studying the scriptures and these uh, will not will obviously give them
0: uh, maybe you're saying it might derail their plans or have them distracted?
1: Yes, I, I mean, that is the thing. Because uh, when one is absorbed into their career, obviously they have no time to think of the other things. Uh, Jesus also illustrated this by making mention of, uh, of serving two masters and say that it won't be possible serving two masters at a go. It will only be possible if you choose to serve one master and let the other one. And what does this mean to us? You cannot neglect uh, the duty of uh, studying the scriptures or, you know, uh, taking care of your Christian growth because there is no virtue in ignorance. Ignorance is the main word here.
0: Thank you for sharing that. And as I listen to you, I I notice a particular theme coming out. It has to do with really uh, being deliberate and also striking that balance. Because, of course, you are seeing it's important to develop ourselves career wise. But we should not be doing that at the detriment of our own spiritual existence or our own spiritual growth. That's wonderful. God speaks to us in different ways. And there are even some persons who will ask, how does God speak to to, to you? Is Is it an audible voice you hear? Is it through sermons? Is it through singing? So there are different ways. From your experience, how would you say God speaks to you?
1: I would say that God has spoken to me in various ways, uh one of the ways being, of course through the scriptures when you're reading, and you have those verses that speak directly to you, that He would say, "Come unto me, and I will give you rest, flee from the devil, submit yourself uh, to the Lord and this is the most like the most basic ways that God is speaking to us these days. And to me, God has, as well has spoken to me through friends who would encourage me when I feel like I'm distant from God and when I feel like God has forgotten me. But there are friends who can speak to you. Nature itself will speak to you when you look at the things that happen. And when you look at how God is so creative, then you believe that, okay, there really exists God. And this is how he speaks to me. God speaks to me through the songs. Uh, when I wake up in the morning, I open my hymnal and I sing two three songs. I feel like God really spoke to me this morning. He gave me energy and strength to, uh, to carry me through the day. It's so amazing how God can communicate to us, even in prayer.
0: Okay, you mentioned songs and Bible verses. Do you have a favorite song or Bible verse? Or maybe I should ask more directly, which Song or Bible verse has had the greatest impact on your life?
1: Yes. In the Seventh-day Adventist hymnal, a song written by Fanny J. Crosby, that is number 516. She wrote a song about how God led her all the way. And the song is All the Way My Savior Leads Me. It talks about uh, our Jesus providing for us. It talks about uh, Jesus giving us guidance and strength throughout our lives. So Fanny J. Crosby has used many examples of places and feelings which, in which her Savior gracefully led her. And when I look uh, in the book of Matthew 6, when Jesus talks about having treasures in heaven and not worrying about things of this world that will not take us anywhere, but things of heaven in which our hearts should be. I'm reminded of the verse in Matthew 6:23 where Jesus uses the falls of the air, which do not reap, which do not sow, which do not gather in barns, and he emphasizes that their heavenly Father feeds them. and He asks asks his disciples a question: that Are you not more special than these falls? That their Father in heaven is feeding them; they don't have to worry about anything. It takes me back to the song that. Ever since I was born, all this time I've existed on this earth, God has been behind all happenings. And God has been leading us all the way.
0: Yes, Brother uh, Zawadi, you, you mentioned your favorite song being 516 from our Adventist church hymnal, All the Way My Savior Leads Me. And you also mentioned one of your favorite Bible passages in Matthew chapter 67 verse 33 where Jesus spoke to, we could say the his audience and say, consider the the lilies of the field, how they are well adorned, I'm just paraphrasing now. And even Solomon in all his glory was not as arrayed as, as his lily. And then he said, consider the fowls of the year, they toil not, yet I take care of them. Am I not more able to take care of you, my children? So from that perspective, you said earlier in the interview that you grew up in a single parent household. So What was it like growing up as a child in such an environment?
1: I would say for anyone who has experienced as such, it is so difficult for them. It is uh, hard and unfortunate growing in such an environment. And when you have uh, your mother making every decision without any male figure who is aiding her in making decisions or who is perhaps helping in making important decisions in the family, it would be impactful to the children. And you find that like the male children obviously need a male figure in the family who would nurture them in the masculine way. And a mother being the one who is the breadwinner and who is doing everything to sustain the family, it is very difficult because she has to do both the work that uh, our father would do, and you can imagine how tough that could be. Because I remember we had to go to garden to plow. We had to feed our cattle. We had to do all it to sustain ourselves. And this was uh, a very hard time growing up. But who God is, is a question I would always ask myself, that God is so able to take care of such. And not even me alone. Many people out there have lived the same life, and it is not a new thing in this world. It is something that is common, and I would say God has led us through, and God has led us all the way up to this far. My home country is Kenya, and we have eight provinces, and my province is called Nyanza. It's to the western part of the country. Uh, I come from this community that is well known for its traditional way of uh, agriculture. And my life basically was uh, around agriculture growing up until the age of around 14, where I moved to a higher learning institution and I left the place to the central part of Kenya to continue with my education. So I come from Kenya.
0: Okay, and I, I guess when Christ speaks his parables, and he talks about the good shepherd, you you can relate a lot to, to those, those, those stories because you'd have experienced things like that uh, first. And you, you mentioned your father not being there. Uh, what would you say to, to, to young men who might be considering, you know taking on a woman to, to start a family? What kind of advice would you give to them based on your own experience, not having your father maybe visible at home?
1: Yes, uh, I know it is difficult for any young man who has not had a male figure uh, growing up, but what does it take? There has to be done much to do with learning, a lot to to do with meeting friends or making friends, male friends. There has to be a lot to do with uh, serving God in church. I think this, this offers the avenues where you can meet other people, and learn from them. Apart from that, life experience itself is the greatest teacher. I know the avenues that God will provide for you to learn as a man, to become a man, it will not only depend on your parent as a mother to bring out the traits uh, expected of a man, but God has ways through which he can make you learn. This could be through people who will come into your life as male figures, people who would inspire you. Above all, we need to depend fully on God for this kind of learning.
0: Okay, that is very powerful. I want to ask you a very deeply personal question, and this might be one that you may not be too comfortable talking about, but was there ever a point along your Christian journey that you felt maybe the greatest doubt or distance
1: from God? There have been many instances, but I would take the most recent in in the year 2016 where we were living in the city and i was this uh, guy who has been out in and out of university and had absolutely no way and our life was uh, tough having staying with my mother in the city and i was working in an industry that uh, does uh, hair additions for ladies and I would tell it was really difficult that I had to ask myself so many questions. Why do I have to suffer? Why do I have to, you know? Whenever it train, there is a lot of flooding, and we were victims almost all of the times. And I was asking God, where is this even uh, one called my father? Where are you, God? Why do why does life have to be this difficult? This is a moment that I felt that. I was a bit far from God, although it did not kill my hopes. uh, But obviously, it had to be one of the toughest moments in my life. Even though trusting
0: God, we we as Christians will face lots of difficulty. Could you say, why do you think there are persons who leave the faith or maybe quit trusting God? What what would you say are some of the contributing factors to that?
1: It has happened many times. And what, what leads to this is most people would think of Christianity as a comfort zone and where you will go and find everything possible, which does not really happens to be so. Uh-huh. And the truth is most people will get frustrated, will get discouraged because they would expect things to happen their way. They would expect prayers answered instantly. They would expect smooth life. Uh, financial growth and everything good but it doesn't happen so Christianity isn't uh, what they expect to be and this leads them to leaving their faith this makes them distrust god and it happens to be so it's not uncommon it's natural
0: that that is so true <laughs> that is so true you, you might hear me laughing i'm not laughing about your story but it is it is so true that sometimes we present the gospel as this smooth uh, path to heaven. But in reality, things don't always go that way. What would you say are some of your biggest hurdles that you have had to overcome, whether in a personal sense or in a spiritual sense? Also, maybe you could say, what was your strategy for coping
1: or overcoming? My biggest hurdle, (laughs) overcoming uh, influence of friends, overcoming influence of very good things, is one of the biggest challenges and it doesn't affect me only. I believe that um, the Bible has promised us many times and has given us power to overcome this by telling us that we need to submit. The power of influence is very great. And if it comes from friends, especially who will take out you out for drinking, who would take you out for, who will use you for drug trafficking, It would be very influencing if you stand by your principles. And if you believe that God will take you through everything, I'm sure that you would overcome this. One of my biggest was uh, overcoming the influence of friends back then when I was at university. I remember we had a lot of time to go out and to enjoy what young people would call to enjoy while they're young. But this is not the way that would lead somebody to a better life, but it will lead to a destructive life. And the Bible has warned us about such influence of bad character, which will corrode morals. It has told us that we need to fight a good fight of faith, which will not only ensue from us, but it's, from, it's the power of God which will help us to overcome.
0: David said in Psalm, what I believe Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. And you have said that was the greatest thing that you had to overcome, walking in the company of those who weren't really leading you along the right path. I want to transition into, I would say, some lighter stuff. You know, as Christians, we have fun and or fun. It's different from the, the world. So, you know, maybe what would surprise most people about you?
1: Uh, well, <laughs> uh... A lot of things. One of them is that I'm not a person who would, who would seem to, to speak much about themselves or life in general whenever we meet with somebody. But the truth is that I would love to share a lot when it comes to what God has done and what has, led, what has been like to be a Christian. And surprisingly, you will not find that in me in your first meetup with me. Okay,
0: so you're saying maybe you'd come across as a silent observer?
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, I see. We also sometimes don't uh, think about God as you know, someone with a sense of humor. But have you ever had an experience where maybe God took you through something and at the end it left you cracking up with laughter? As to, I mean, God really did this for me? Have you ever had that kind of experience?
1: I remember uh, two years ago. I had given my story back then that I usually faced a lot of challenges and I was always in and out of school. And one of the things uh, that happened in my life was that I was nominated a church clerk of this big university where I was studying. And it was a a time that I would not believe that this can happen to me. It is a church of a membership of about 3000 people. And these are young people and uh, honestly, being a church clerk and you are the head of church clerk and you have three assistants, but the responsibility is upon you solely. And you have these people who have much expectations. What I did, I made two prayers to God. One, I, I prayed to God that, oh God, I, do, I want to serve you faithfully. I want to serve you fully. I want to commit all of my time, my heart, and I want to commit myself that I should serve you uh, and for this one year that I've been nominated. And the second prayer was, God, uh, please help me. I don't want to leave uh, to drop school anytime as long as I am the church clerk. I want to continue serving you uninterrupted. And it is uh, amazing how God did this And I can attest to this day that God provided. And the whole year I was never out of school. I served God. I had the best time that I've ever had in my life, uninterrupted, serving God continuously and learning in the school of Christ. This gave me a lot of opportunities to improve even my skills, writing and doing a lot of uh, communication. Uh, this was a turning point in my life, and this really made me trust and believe that God answers prayers. And at the end, I would thank God several times every day, and I was so amazed at, at how good the Lord is.
0: I, I could say the, the the cliche statement, if I should call it that, would here, is that God doesn't call the qualified, but he qualifies the called. That, that is amazing. and. I would say to, to persons who have been tasked with responsibilities, do not say I can't do it. Just like Brother Zawari just said, go to God, pray and say, Lord, hear my <laughs> send me. And you'll be surprised as to how He will shape shape things. You'll be surprised as to how He makes things work out um, for you. When I read the story of Joseph some parts of the narrative feels as though it was a biography of my own life. Is there a Bible story or a Bible narrative that you feel mirrors your own life story, meaning it's similar to what you would have experienced?
1: Yes, I would liken uh, the story of Joseph to myself, uh, because as a young person, I know of how temptations can come. And these temptations will come along blessings. You will have so much to do, you will go through these uh, compelling times that may make you compromise. But if you stand firm in faith, you will not be compromised. And secondly, I would take some bit of uh, what uh, the three Hebrew boys in the book of Daniel chapter one, what they went through and how they overcame when the king is forcing them to eat what they are not used to and having been taught to eat something else. And they are saying that there is a God in heaven who will take care of them in case they are punished. And I would say it has happened to me, uh, especially when I got employed at some company uh, back in Kenya and I had to stand to be a Christian to say, I will not work on a Sabbath and I will not be compelled to do what I, I don't think would, uh, w- what I think would affect my Christian life. And not only so, it has happened uh, a couple of times where you're forced to pay something to get employed. It is against the principles of, um, it's against uh, morals. It's against principles of Christianity that you don't have to lie. You have to be what you profess.
0: I'm gonna deliberately <laughs> get back to that. So. Isn't it hard for, for you to, to, I mean, when a person goes out to be employed, it means that there is a financial need. You, you don't really have person saying, okay, I'm going to work it's because I want to be a volunteer. But oftentimes there is a financial need. So isn't it hard for you to say to these persons, I won't work on this day because, you know, it's my day of worship or I won't eat this when everyone else is eating? Isn't that hard?
1: I would say it is obvious that many would succumb to that and it also or it's also obvious that very few will not succumb to that the question is what exactly keeps a christian from falling into that kind of temptation when you know that uh, the lord will provide for you even when you don't have when you know that the lord will feed you even when you don't see anything to you even when you don't have anything to eat when you have read of the uh, Bible stories, Elijah, of Elisha, of how they were fed by not men. And when you see Christ's object lessons, when he talks about the birds of the air and the falls and the sea plants which depend on God, when you have read about uh, Job, who God asks, uh, Do you even command the eagle to see the prey on, on the ground? Do you even have you entered the ice crystals? Have you? Were you there when these the foundations of this world were made? Why do we have to fear? There's one a motivating and uh, statement uh, from the spirit of prophecy which says that we should not fear for the future, lest we forget the father the Lord has brought us. This would make me feel like, wow, God will provide me. I don't need this job to survive. If at all, it will make me. compromise my christian my christianity if at all it will make me to to go away from god i don't need this job anyway god will still provide
0: amen quite a mouthful And, and you have outlined a long list like an honor roll of faith persons who have stood their ground in the face of adversity and you have said you have said despite these challenges god provided for them I'm gonna ask you maybe two more questions, but this one first. In a conversation with someone who has never heard about God, what would you tell them about God from your own experience? Or I could say, who is God to you?
1: Who is God to Zawadi? To these people, God is my Creator. God is my Maker, and He has protected me from very many dangers. I have escaped accidents. I have prayed and. I have been answered, why not believe in such a God? But to a person who doesn't believe that there is a God, why would nature exist? Why would uh, the sun rise from the east? Why would it rain? Of course, everybody has what they believe as to why they exist. But the existence itself does not exist by itself. There must be a power behind this existence itself. And that is god
0: i love what you have just said it, it, it's really comforting now you are no longer in your homeland of kenya you have traveled across the ocean and you are now found yourself in japan we, we refer to as the land of the rising sun if you could start a ministry here in japan now that would serve maybe not only the japanese maybe the expat community or even back home in kenya What would it be, or I could ask, you know, what do you think God is inviting you to do
1: right now? Well, I'm not good in everything. Neither am I good in anything. (laughs) But I believe that God uh, qualifies the call, as you said. And the grace that called us is the same grace that will enable us. Uh, I have been a student of uh, Bible prophecy and i always feel encouraged by what i read in the in bible prophecy what i see is that the soon turn of christ is even at the door it is so imminent that there is nothing else that we can do other than tell people tell people that christ is soon returning i feel like i could do bible prophecy i could be a speaker of prophecy i would tell people to come out of uh, babylon I would tell people that Babylon is fallen. I would tell people that Christ is coming. We need to wake up. We need to wake up from our slumber. We need to be ready. We will not live here forever. And Christ is coming. We should never be caught unawares.
0: I I love that. So you could start a Bible prophecy school or seminar. And that is something that, you know, I would pray about and hope and trust that Not only will God bless that ministry, but He will put the right persons in your life who will help to make that a reality. Well, friends, we have been listening to our guest today, Zawadi Omari, a young man who is really. Firm in his conviction for Christ. Currently he works as product owner in charge of delivery network automation team at Rakuten, right here in Japan. And we want to say, Zawadi, thanks for joining us today. It was a blessing, it was a pleasure talking to you.
1: Now, before we go, do you have any parting word for our listeners? Thank you so much, uh, Malo. And uh, I want to believe that to be a Christian is not always a smooth path to heaven. To be a Christian is not always the best that you might expect. But why does it turn to to be the best? Because there is hope at the end of the tunnel. Because I know that the Lord has kept me this far. The Lord has been with me. The Lord has been with any Christian. You will not find it easy. You will not find everything falling your way. But the assurance that we have is that the Lord will always take care of us. He will always protect and guide us. And he will always provide for us. Many people are laid off from their jobs, especially in these times where we are facing COVID-19 crisis. But most people have not died of hunger because of that. It is because God has a way to provide for them. This makes me strongly believe that we have a God in heaven who is behind every occurrence and my word of encouragement to all is we should not fear for the future lest we forget the father the lord has brought us
0: thank you thank you thank you do join us next week as we will share with you the story of another interesting guest you've been listening to the upward Way podcast The number one audio production show for people who want encouragement and reassurance in a muddled world.